Hi and welcome to Restless Minds episode 30. Today we're going to be talking about mental illness and holidays. Quick disclaimer before we start, everyone experiences ADHD, OCD and mental health in general differently and we only speak from our own experiences which may be totally different to yours. We also are not mental health professionals but we do encourage anyone who thinks they may be affected to seek professional advice and diagnosis. Hello and welcome to this episode from Spain. I'm currently in Menorca in the car because the sound acoustics were good, recording, and I'm on my laptop, but I've sound tested it. It sounds quite good, actually. I kind of, I tried to do um, AirPods, but the quality wasn't that great, so I've gone back for the actual laptop, and it sounds pretty good. Um, And I wanted to, you know, we had the episode last week, I had the episode last week, and it was me again this week. Ellie's just started a new job, and her rotator just doesn't match up in any of our times. So another solo one for me. I hope you guys enjoyed the one last week. I listened back. I sound like I was on speed. Again, I'd, I'd taken my first ADHD med, I think, in a while, so I could focus on doing it and not be too anxious. <clears throat> and I listened back, and I was speaking so, so fast. So to anyone who wondered what was wrong with me, it's just that I was having the Ritalin come up. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try and be more slow speaking at this this episode. It'll be a relatively short one. I think it's not going to be too long. I just wanted to talk about travelling and mental illness and how that can kind of overlap, interlap, overplay, whatever the word is. And what it's like, I think, having to like go on holiday. Because for me, it's often fun, but the pre-holiday part can be quite stressful. Uh, and then the actual holiday itself can be stressful. I had been thinking, like, you know, before I'd, before I'd gone on holiday, just... The stress I always feel about going on holiday, not forgetting stuff, or like, I mean, I, so like when I last a few holidays ago, I was supposed to go to Dubai. I got to Dubai, I got turned away because my passport wasn't valid for six months. And that's something you need to go to Dubai. And again, that wasn't really my fault. Like almost most of my friends I told, and like people at work I mentioned it to, said a similar thing that they actually didn't know that was a requirement. But I think for me, whenever I have a holiday plan, I'm always like super dreadful about, and this is from past experiences, worried about what's going to go wrong before I get to the airport, what's going to go wrong at the airport, what's going to go wrong on holiday, and then what am I going to forget? On holiday, I always seem to lose things or misplace things on the planes. Like, as a kid, I um, I, I left all my Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, Egyptian God cards on the plane, and my, I told my dad I had to go back, and he was just like, no, no, like, you know, no way, kind of thing, get over it. And obviously, it's irrelevant now, but as a kid, I was devastated, and I left all my favourite books on there as well. And then um, I've done it twice, so when I was in Dublin a few weeks ago, got off the plane, and then I was like... I can't find my passport. Was it Dublin? Yeah, I think it was Dublin. Um, I was like, I can't find my passport. And I had to go back through. I had to, no, sorry, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's um, when I went to Cyprus, like in March. I got off the plane, got to security, and I was like, guys, I can't find my passport. I had to get um, security to like go. I told my seat number. They had to go back to the plane. They had to look for my um, passport, and then they managed to bring it back to me. And then. I've done that before, like a few years ago, where I've got off the plane with my family and left my passport and had to go back and get it, and people were not impressed. So, stuff like that. See, there's so many variables, I think, with the holidays because you're not in the same place and you haven't got a routine, and there's like excitement, and there's different people, and it's like things are moving quite fast. Quite often, I just find that I end up like getting distracted or overwhelmed or stressed or anxious and then like misplaced and stuff. Um, so I don't have the best track record with holidays. And so I was thinking yesterday when I was feeling a little bit like a bit restless, a bit on edge, um, that that would be a good thing to cover, obviously, given that I'm A, on holiday, but also B, I'm sure a lot of people can relate with, you know, as, as things start to open up in, in this post-COVID world, and I hate, <laughs> I hate to use that phrase, but 
people are going to start going away more and seeing family and traveling if it's solo trips or trips with other people. And I think there's more, more experiences we're going to share where, you know, traveling might cause some issues. So I'm going to run through that today and I'm going to do it from a general mental health perspective. So of course I'll touch on OCD and ADHD, but also I think I will just talk about mental health generally and you know how it can be stressful and how it can affect you guys and people when they travel. So into the episode. So I want to go through some, some reasons that people with ADHD can find traveling hard in general. And so the first one I've got is packing requires planning. Um, and planning isn't really one of the, <laughs> the greatest strengths we have as adults with ADHD. So, you know, smart packing, there isn't enough room for, for being impulsive. You need to think ahead of what you're going, what you'll be doing, what you're going to need for those things and the weather forecast and what kind of activities you'll be doing. And is, is it a formal trip or a serious trip? So there's lots of things you have to kind of sit down and preemptively figure out, which isn't the most exciting. So, you know, it's not really something that I end up doing well at myself. Um, I don't really do any planning when I pack. I literally just think of outfits that I like and I throw them into the suitcase. And so, you know, we, I went to Cyprus as I was saying a few months ago, uh, or like the start of March even, and I just didn't check the weather. So I packed not a single coat um, and all shorts. And we got there and it was... It rained one of the days. The rest of the days, it was like sunny in the morning. Then we'd get clouded, but it wasn't really. It wasn't really that the, 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 there wasn't a lot of sunshine. It just wasn't super hot, and it was quite windy. I just didn't have the right tie at all. So there you go. Um, I've now learned to kind of check the forecast, and I did check the forecast before I came to Menorca. The second reason that people with ADHD find holidays hard is packing requires decision making, and we're not the best at decision making, are we? You need to decide, okay, I'm going to take this and not this. But I often find that I end up second-guessing things like, okay, but what if I want to wear this coat? Or what if people are super formal? Or what if this is too small? What if the jeans don't look right with this T-shirt? So I end up just being like, okay, I'll just take everything because I don't want to decide that I've made the wrong choice. So my family as well, like, we, whenever we go on a holiday, like, we'll each have one huge, like, 23 kg suitcase each for a five-day trip. And it's ridiculous, but, you know, it, it makes me feel less stressed if I have everything. Like, I'll take as well, like... But like three books in case I finish. What if I finish this book and I finish this book and I've done loads of reading or I don't like any of these books? So I'll take my iPad and my laptop because what if I want to use the iPad to read instead of my laptop? And then I'll take, um, I don't know, I'll take my Nintendo Switch and then I'll take like different shoes and trailers. It just becomes like a thing of me like not making any decisions but feeling like I'm packing. Three, packing requires organization. Uh, and yes, organization is one of the biggest struggles for people with attention deficit. Um, you have to kind of figure out, you know, the hotel you're staying at and then book that in advance and if you need a transfer booking a transfer and then you know it, it becomes that such a thing of organization that sometimes I kind of like I just do the bare minimum and I know that I've not done enough like and everything's not fully planned but the stress of having to plan everything makes me just not want to bother luckily I have friends who are really really efficient so I can often lean on them and like it depends like sometimes if I'm planning a trip I know it's on me I the fear of ruining stuff for other people will mean that I We'll do it a, a really good job, but then it does become quite stressful. But sometimes I just have friends that are just like on the trip and they're also just super organized. So it means they kind of like, so this trip, trip, for example, my friend's girlfriend, Claudia, was just like, Have you checked in? What's your passport checking for you? And like, do you want a suitcase and do you want that? And so that meant that I kind of could like chill out a bit. The other thing is um, organization in terms of like suitcases and stuff. Like when I get into my. When I get into the, the flat or the villa or wherever we're staying in the hotel, my suitcase has been packed terribly, so everything's just rolled up and I don't know where everything is, and like my, my clothes are all like messy. And I, often I'll end up realizing that I didn't pack socks, or I didn't pack underwear, or I didn't pack a toothbrush, I don't have any toothpaste, or whatever. So that's like super annoying. And then I see, look at my friend, like Dami, who I went to Cyprus with, maybe I was from home, um, has like packing cubes and has everything rolled up ne neatly and tied up. And so obviously, <laughs> 
very different styles in the fact that I, and for this holiday, I packed at 1am drunk for about 45 minutes and I had to leave at 2 to get a taxi, to, to get a bus and then get a train to the airport. So like I had, there was no chance of me putting stuff in packing cubes and folding stuff. Um, and it's not efficient and it's not, it's not, it's not helpful, I think, in terms of calming the, the, the worry that you've forgotten something because everything's packed hap- haphazardly. And I, I did try making a list with some of my colleagues at work during this, about six hours before I had to leave. So I kind of went by that. But I, to be honest, I don't even think I used the list when I was packing. I managed to remember everything, though. So far, the holiday's been fine. The only thing I forgot was my, well, <laughs> um, my charging cable for my iPhone. I brought the head, the little fast charging square. And then I also forgot my sertraline, which, um, to be honest, is like a wider issue than just the holiday because my search lean ran out, I think, a, like a week and a bit ago. I just kept forgetting to redo my prescription and I've ordered it now and it's ready at Tesco for me when I get back. But now I'm on like six days without search lean. I've been feeling like yesterday I felt a little bit low and I wasn't sure why, but now I'm doing the podcast and speaking about it. I think it's just like tapering off search lean. So I need to sort that out. But slight segue actually, this week I decided to order um, a little pill case, the ones that have like Monday, Tuesday, all the way through to Sunday on. So I've, I've been doing, so last week <clears throat> I did all my vitamins, I put my um, Ritalins in there, I put my vitamin C and I, I need to put my heavy for tablets in there as well. And that's what made me realise that I don't have any surgery left, so that's when I ordered it. So I'm kind of, I'm trying my best, okay. But an organised person would have realised I'm going on holiday weeks in advance, would have just ordered the medication in time. So there you go. Number four, ship packing is best done ahead of time. And this is what I was saying in the previous one about like not having medication. And so this also is kind of things like making sure your clothes are washed, right? You can't really like, if I'm packing at 1am last minute and I haven't got clothes to wash, I haven't got clothes that clean, like that's it. I can't really wash that top or wash that bit of underwear that I want to take. So I'm kind of screwed. And I'm not, I've never been, and I guess testament to ADHD, I'm not someone that kind of does things super in advance. Like pressure, as we spoke about before on deadlines, makes things easier. And, you know, that kind of, fire in my belly makes me kind of just rush and get stuff done I packed really efficiently and really quickly when I packed before this trip the hour, like the hour before I left but you know there were things that I wanted to say that I couldn't take because they just weren't clean um, and I didn't want to wash them I have before you know taken things that are not fully dry out of the dryer in my suitcase and dry them when I get to the location in the sun but you know it probably would have been better for me to do it in advance and I think packing and having to kind of think about I guess it's like for me I struggle with remembering all the things that go into packing. So like, it's not just putting stuff physically in the suitcase. It's also like planning what you want to buy and what you want to wear. And do you need new swimming trunks? Or do you have enough socks? Do you want to get new t-shirts? So that's, that means going to the shops the week before, because maybe you're flying on a Friday, so you can't do it during the week because you're working. And then what clothes do you want to take? So you've got to wash those. And like, is your passport ready? I know you've got to renew that, which, you know, all those kind of things, um, which makes it hard. So those are four, four, some, four um, ADHD things that people with ADHD will find hard about traveling. Now I've got, um, some other examples of things that people can do to help. I think this could, these kind of come into the realm of OCD, um, but also generally with, with other mental health issues, things you can do to help yourself when traveling, um, and make, reduce the amount of anxiety you have when you are traveling. So I think, you know, speaking from the OCD point of view, you know, those to the extent that you have, you know, OCD like to do with responsibility and, you know, fear about your family, things happen to your family, to yourselves. Those kind of things are much harder to manage. I've seen like when you're doing something like driving to the airport or like flying or like being in a foreign location and being alone, like there are so many things that you could be scared about. And obviously I hope, you know, trigger warning, this might be triggering if you're listening with this, but fear of crashing and fear of, flying and then the plane crashing or the car crashing or like you know a terrorist attack or a gun being held at your head or being kidnapped or like drowning in the pool or drowning in the sea there are so many things that are variable that vary or sorry i guess you could say there are so many variables that 
you know, there are so many variables that it means you're constantly on edge and your brain can, you know, go into infinite thinking and wondering about what's going to happen and what could be. And so that can actually take away from the enjoyment of a holiday because you're kind of stuck in your mind all the time thinking if I do this and this will happen and what if this happens and what if that happens. And that is a shame because obviously you book holidays to relax. You don't want to book a holiday to be stressed and freaked out and overwhelmed and, you know, on edge all the time. And OCD, the little monster, is wants to kind of ruin that. <laughs> And that and that can be hard. And so, like, I I'm kind of in my my city doesn't necessarily. I don't have like a fear of like tragedy or like kind of responsibility happening. So like, that's not really what I experience in terms of OCD. For me, it's just I I I think because when I'm on holiday, I'm doing less. You know, during when I'm back in the UK, I'm working like quite long hours. So I'm kind of busy and I'm seeing friends. My mind is occupied. It's like when I'm just sat by the pool like I'm just sat thinking my mind can start to wander and I, I, I've noticed even on this holiday like a few rituals coming back so like I ended up like looking at a picture of one of my friends not on the holiday I was on Instagram I saw a picture of someone else at a pool and I ended up just like um, re-watching that story again and again for probably about 10 minutes and I was trying to do it without getting clocked and no one clocked me I think but still it's like stuff like that wouldn't probably happen to me in the UK because I'd be have to get on a work call or something or you know get ready for leave and just go to dinner um and then, like, you know, doing things with my fingers and my breathing and, like, I bet I, like, my, like, counting and, like, um, ordering kind of has been coming back more so than it normally would, just in the way I'm moving around the holiday because I've kind of got more time and more things that I'm clocking and being like, oh, like, well, oh, what, what if that's not just not quite right? Um, but, you know, again, as well, also I think that comes back to me probably not having taken my search in a while. So it's part of that. But, yeah, I think, you know, it can definitely, and, of course, I'm, I'm saying, you know, my symptoms and my experience, and this is, these are personal. I'm sure there are people that are absolutely terrified. And, of course, like, Fear of flying is a natural, it's a very, very common um, phobia that people have, you know, outside of OCD in itself. So I can imagine that when you add that kind of, because flying is super scary. Like my friend who I'm with, Michael, is an aerospace engineer. And I always just say to him, I don't get how this huge several ton plane just gets up in the air and just takes off. But, you know, there's science behind it that works. And he can kind of explain it to me in a way better than I ever could, so I'm not going to try. But it's reassuring. But... Of course, if you add OCD to that, of course, there are going to be people that are super freaked out and, you know, on edge and having panic attacks and stress. And some people might not even make it out of the country, might not even bother leaving or not even out of the country, like just doing a trip in the UK because their fear and their OCD is so severe that it stops them from being able to fully just take a break and relax and go on vacation or go on holiday. So I have five tips, um, or actually probably not five, I have a few tips that you can use and I'll run through them uh, for OCD at least when traveling that, you can, that can help you. So the first one is get organized, um, which is the opposite of what I am as someone with ADHD. So you see how there's kind of like a constant battle between my OCD who wants to be super organized and in control and then my ADHD which is kind of impulsive and erratic. So that's a fun dance, but the first one is get organized. I think before traveling it's good to kind of start in advance and make an idea make a list of the things or get a general idea at least of the things you want to take so you can have control and you can start you know researching the places you're going and have an idea where you're staying so that gives you time to gradually allow your mind to come to terms with and accept the things that are going to take place on the holiday and start to figure out how you feel about them um and then there's less there's less fear and worry as you're getting ready right at the end right and worrying about things being last minute and feeling like you're not in control Two is stay prepared. You know, if you're traveling by air or train or car, make sure you've prepared a trip that you're comfortable with. If you don't like flying, maybe you can find an alternate route. Or if you do have to fly, then, you know, maybe going with a friend that knows you'll have a fear of flying and you sit next to them. So that might mean booking seats so you're close to your friends so you feel comfortable. Um, make a list of things that you want to 
keep with you whilst you're traveling and things you also want to do when you're traveling. So, you know, if you know you want to like go on a run because that helps you with your mental health, and make sure you add that to your list and pack your shoes or take snacks or take your AirPods or your earphones so you can listen to music. If you're worried about cleanliness and you want to, you know, stay clean because of COVID or whatever, then take hand sanitizer or, you know, take take a book if you want to read books and stuff like that. Just make sure that you know, or if you, you have certain things or tools, maybe like a, a comfort um, fidget thing that you use when you have anxiety, but OCD that, you know, distracts you from your triggers, make sure you add that to, to your list and pack that with you. Um, three, expect it to happen. I think you have to be honest and realistic with yourself. OCD is, it's not going to vanish and it's something that you've lived with up until this point and, you know, if we, you know, we know it flares up and can, you know, try and ruin the things we enjoy. So don't try and expect a holiday without any OCD at all. But, you know, make sure that you don't worry and focus on how bad it's been in the past or how it's ruined other holidays this is a new trip it's a new time it's something else that you can try and approach from a new angle and be positive about obviously if it does happen it happens but i think don't dwell on you know the past things that it's ruined also don't try and focus too much on you know when is it going to happen and when i'm going to have my next ocd attack because it, it will come when it comes and you know i think it can it can make it less disruptive if you're, if you're not constantly worried about it and kind of it comes up and it's like okay well this is happening now you you know pay it thought and then let it pass you by um and make sure you take your medication with you, which is what I just said I didn't do. So, of course, if you're someone that struggles with severe OCD when you're on holiday, then of course, make sure you, you know, have your medication you're taking it before you go and also take it whilst you're on holiday. Because um, that will help prevent it flaring up more severely, which I didn't do, but I've been fortunate, so I'm okay. Number four, uh, travel with others when you can. Um... Many people do it. I think people agree, and I, I feel the same. That sometimes OCD can be better when you're around people that you feel comfortable with. So if you can travel with a friend or someone you're close to, and that includes like having them come around the night before and you pack together, or getting on flights together and getting a seat together, like I said before, or you know having if you're going in a big group, having that friend that knows you have OCD and that can you know check in on you and you can speak to when you're having a tough time. And they can help you manage your anxiety. Number five, make plans. For some people, OCD can strike when they're bored, but for others, having a busy schedule can stress them out. So when you're traveling, make sure you know how your first few days of your trip are going to be and plan accordingly so that they suit you and your needs. For me, I quite like just chilling and doing nothing. Um, being all over the place just makes me drained, and I think when I'm drained, I can feel quite grouchy, and then I can start to feel anxious, and then OCD kind of comes out. Um, so if you want to stay busy, find some activities that you can look forward to. So plan some activities on the itinerary to do on the first few days. If it's like museums or parks or like restaurants you want to go to, then do that. And if, you know, being too too busy makes you feel tired and drained, then make sure you, you if you're like me, um, accommodate time for rest and recovery. So if that's just like having an hour or two in the morning by yourself to read or going to bed early at night and just chilling and watching a movie or, you know, swimming in the pool in the middle of the day so you get a break, that is fine. So those are the five tips I had OCD related. And I think generally, um, just I think traveling with any kind of mental illness, you know, as well, and health issues, I think it's good to try and get travel insurance where you can. Um, if that's like via your health insurance you have already or by paying on Amex or through work, but that kind of can help, you know, dispel some of the fears and worries you might have about things happening and what if this happens. At least, you know, that you'll be protected if you need to go and see a doctor and get treatment or get medication or if... God forbid, God forbid something happens to you that your family, you know, have a way of making sure you're covered fully for any surgery operations you might need when you're out there. And that stuff does happen, sadly, but it does happen. Um, also, <clears throat> make sure you build some kind of, I think I'd say, like, travel um, routine. So if that's checking your passport, you know, when you book, when you book the holiday, so you know if you need to re renew it. Um, taking time to not book things in a rush if you can. So, like, you know, making sure you pick a venue or a, um, accommodation that you're comfortable with. So... If it's Airbnb or a hotel, like read reviews, have a look at what's around there, you know, make sure you um, 
do it do things i think in a way that's going to make you feel least stressed if planning stuff really meticulously is what you like then try and spread it out across the few weeks before you go so maybe you spend like one week figuring out food places you want to go and the next is like um sites you're going to see and the museums you want to go to or you know getting recommendations from friends you know i think for me i like to know that I'm, i'm achieving stuff when i'm away but i don't like to feel stressed and sometimes i think trying to cram it all in when you're when you're just about to fly before you a few days before you go it can be stressful because normally as well like things are sold out or booked so you can't get a space or it's just tough to get everyone to kind of get on the same page but doing stuff like that kind of in advance and knowing oh I really want to see this and getting a boat and even when you get there if it's talking to locals and getting advice and then dealing with it on the first few days you can do that too um, and then some ADHD things as well I think that can help you so you know it's hard to relax fully when you're away when you feel like there's lots of things in the back of your mind that aren't sorted yet if that's at home or like that you need to do whilst you're on holiday so for me for example and you had to record the podcast and then you had to do some like um, script writing stuff and some applications for some films I'm working on um, and so I I I wish I'd kind of had time to do that before I left. Unfortunately, I just didn't from the way like work happened and other events as well. I didn't. But if you are someone that also is like that, you can't relax when you feel like there's stuff in the back of your mind that has to be done. Before you go away, make a list of things that you want to do before you leave and try and spend some time doing them. Um, and that way you can feel like you've sorted all that kind of stuff out. Um so you don't end up sat worrying about the things that you shouldn't be worrying about when you're in the beach. Supposed to be supposed to be relaxing with the pina colada. Uh, the next thing I say is don't try and fit in. You know, if you're you are restless or you're hyperactive or anxious or you know shaky or distracted, you know you don't need to feel like you have to suppress and hide those feelings from your friends. Find other ways to release them. You know, don't feel obliged to sit by the pool and sleep all day if you're just going to be restless or you know. Um, don't feel like you have to go and do sightseeing if you don't want to, just because that's what your friends or family want to do to relax. You know. Um, if you don't want to do that just because people feel like that's what they would like to, how they like to spend their day, there's no need to feel guilty or bad as if you're going to ruin the holiday. It's your holiday too. That's what I always say to people. It's your holiday too as well. Like we're all here together, but it's equally our own independent holidays for us to kind of get what we want out of them and feel, you know, relaxed and rejuvenated. So make sure you kind of focus on what works for you. Um, sometimes, and then that, and sometimes that means sacrificing time together. And I, I've kind of over the years become very confident and do this because I had to do it for my, I had to do it for my own sake right, and learn how to communicate what I needed. So I didn't kind of become you know, unhappy with the holiday and then become resentful. So sometimes it's just saying, I'm going to have a nap now, guys, and I'll, and I'll see you guys in a bit. Or you guys go to the restaurant, I'll meet you guys later. Or you guys go ahead, I'll catch up. Or I'm going to go to bed early. Or I'm not going to go to that thing. because I just need time for myself. And I've realised that, like, as a person, I, once a day I need just, like, an hour or so just to be with my own thoughts. So even if that's, if that's just, like, watching something on Netflix, you know, absentmindedly and thinking. Or if even if that's just having a nap or, you know, lying in bed for a bit before I get up or... You know, going for a walk on my own or going to shops, going to shops by myself could be that. Just getting some time by myself to think and really gather myself. So do what's best for you. Um, some people like exercise. I don't really like exercise, but I've started trying to condition myself. I do want to get fit and healthy, so I kind of you know working towards that. And going to the gym for a big workout can also help relax stress. And I did, I did, we did a big session on. No, like I said the day before, um, for an hour in the gym, and it was so good for me. I think just like getting the release and like tiring up my body, let my mind just relax as well, and you know, release all the restlessness. And then also, you know, it's the release of endorphins as well. You know, there's the brain chemistry behind this. You know, in terms of exercise, you, you get all these endorphins released, which are soothing for your body and your mind, and can help you feel relaxed if you're feeling tense. So again, maybe you want to do some exercise if that's walking or whatever. Um, Try and stress yourself. Like I think holidays are going to be stressful regardless. So don't try adding more stress to yourself. Like you know, don't get all hell up about things going wrong, like flight delays or hotel mix-ups or the rooms not being right. Those kind of things are going to happen. But you have to kind of like allow yourself to just breathe, calm down, and not you not be too overwhelmed by those things because they're they're very likely to happen anyway. Um, and I think the other thing is you know. 
give yourself time to relax mentally if that means just doing some meditation or breathing or just lying there and you know thinking about what's stressing you out and trying to like working out and getting through it you know give yourself that space to mentally and also in the holidays you have more time than usual so if you don't have time to do yoga or meditation back at home like I don't at least you can on holiday maybe just take some time to sit and breathe or do some meditation or do some yoga or just go on a walk or just you know do some deep breathing it doesn't have to be a huge thing you could just do a minute or two of just breathing but allow yourself to just relax and I think that's the thing is and this comes ties in with the last point is that you know it's about recovering and resting and relaxation on these holidays and so don't ruin the inner peace you want from a holiday um by being worried about getting home and then and then being stressed about things you need to do to get home and you end up getting home and then you're not you're not recovered or, or rested or, you know, refreshed because you spent the whole holiday tense, upset, stressed, worried and about things that are out of your control or the things you, you know, didn't expect to happen and then you get back feeling worse than you did when you left, you know. Give yourself time to just really enjoy the holiday and I think as well when you go back to the holiday, I think we all kind of, I'm doing this, you know, um, when I get back to the UK, I'm working the next day, I land at 6pm, I'm working the next day. I think if you have the holiday days and you can, give yourself a day off after when you get back to just give yourself time to unpack and you know organise yourself for work and de-stress and decompress and just kind of sort yourself out and get ready so you have get, get, get enough sleep, first of all, and get your work outfits ready and get your work lunch ready, maybe do your weekly shop and maybe pop to you know catch up with your family, get that stuff done. Um, because when you get back to the office, there's always, you know, there's so much to catch up with when you're out of office, you know, and you've got to go back through your handover and see what's been done and what hasn't been done. And then you, people expect stuff from you and people that have been waiting for you to come back are chasing you again. So there's a lot of stress of that, you know, going back to the office without the worry that you haven't washed your clothes the week or haven't done the week's shop, haven't cooked any food and the house is messed and you haven't unpacked, you know, and you haven't done the things that have been on your mind whilst you're on holiday. So if you can... Definitely take the time to just give yourself a day or half a day just to just resettle in with life and, you know, get acclimatised to being back in the UK um, at an easy and comfortable pace. And that will probably help, you know, relax and, and you know, reduce the psychological and physical stresses on yourself um, before you get, get back into working. So I think you'll benefit massively, I think, from that mentally and physically if you allow yourself to slowly, slowly return back to the high-paced life that is, that is working and living. So those are... The things I wanted to share, this is a quite a short episode, nothing too crazy, I just wanted to run through um, how I find going on holiday and things that I've seen that people struggle with and that I struggle with and also the ways that you can help yourself to deal with them and cope and of course this is it's not an exhaustive list, there are things I might have missed on there, there are things that might not work for you at all, it might be completely useless and there are things that might be game changing so as, as with all of these episodes it's on an individual basis and it's kind of as, as my own experiences are and as my own life is and how I've lived them and kind of related through them but um, they're all things that I think could be useful to try if you haven't tried them give them a look and see if they help and if not try and think of your own things you know I guess you have to be focused and think about what you struggle with with those holidays and then try and work backwards and think okay well if there was a solution how would I get there and then try and put those things in place and obviously it's easier said than done there are quite a few things we've mentioned today so you want to be able to try all of them but maybe the next holiday you pick one and say I'm going to try I'm going to try you know allocate to myself an hour of each holiday to just take a break and and relax and be by my own be by myself even sorry and, and have some time to be with my thoughts or it's I'm gonna make sure that the next holiday I'm gonna make a list of things I want to pack a week before I go and give myself a week to slowly pack my suitcase but all those things are small changes that hopefully can help you um deal with the mental health problems you have or if it's OC or ADHD or depression or anxiety whatever it is can help you manage those conditions and enjoy your holiday as you should 
Uh, and also, please remember to make sure you have your meds and take them before you're on a holiday and have some with you when you're here so you don't end up like me, kind of feeling a bit scatty. But I'm all good and I'll be fine. I've got the rest of today and then we're flying tomorrow at four. So I've got a day and a half and I'm feeling okay. And I have uh, good friends around me and people that are also um, have their own different mental health things they're dealing with. So we can all discuss and I feel very comfortable. So do not worry. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is um, a special episode of Restless Minds Take Spain. But I will see you guys next week for the next special episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, make sure to leave a review if, if you can. Be sure to uh, like our Instagram and follow our Instagram and share the podcast with your friends and anyone that you think might benefit. But other than that, I'll say goodbye. I'm going to go back to the pool now and relax. And I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>